that's actually that's really sweet. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Or you could do the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and soak in LSD beforehand or acid or whatever he does. You can. Oh, is that Once Upon a Time in Oh, yeah, right. You know what's funny is even though Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is recent and it's great, every time someone says Once Upon a Time in blank, I think about that Robert Rodriguez movie, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Mexico? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 When uh, Johnny Depp, I was going to say Danny DeVito. Jesus Christ, that doesn't what make sense. In the world? <laughs> Could you think of more two opposite people? Honestly, oh, they're not that different. Robert Physically, Redford. yes. I was thinking of Robert Redford or uh, Wee Man. I couldn't, uh, sorry, uh, one second. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> That's because you see little people as less than, right? No, I think of Robert Redford as a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we Man is a wonderful standing member of our society. And welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am my Cody Hagarenworth. Oh, look at that. I fit in both main characters in the goddamn game that we're playing. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, that may be my most, uh, in advance one that I've thought of in a long, long time. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I think that was, I think that's I've had some rough weeks there. It's not hard. Like you would have to, you'd have to like struggle to think of your worst one. So I think getting in the top 10 is not like the hardest thing in the world. No, I'm honestly, I think it's been uh, maybe my worst stretch of making up names for myself over the past month or so. Uh, I just, month? it hasn't come to me and uh, two, two years, maybe yeah, How two years. I think. Yeah, something like that. yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of coasting off of my Mikey Andretti's and my uh, whatever so the good. other ones. Did that so I, yeah, yeah. There were some okay ones in there and now I just, uh, I'm plain old Mikey Aaronworth with some shitty ass names oh and you are Andrew and Andrew, I want to know how are you doing? <laughs> Andrew obviously has three U's in it. So I, I, it's doing, I'm doing well. I, uh, I, you know, it's like I'm saying, I'm just marking off more cracks on the wall about uh, days of quarantine that we are through. Um, By the way, Markinov Markinov sounds like an evil Russian hockey player in the Mighty Ducks franchise. He's very close to a Finnish basketball player for the Chicago Bulls. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) But I, uh, yeah, we're. Are you talking about Michael Jordan? Oh, is that his name? He's not. Yeah. I didn't even know he was Finnish. (laughs) Have you been watching The Last Dance? You know what? I, I'm all caught up with the exception of the two newest episodes, uh, episodes which as of. Yeah, as of yeah, episodes five of six. But as of the time that this releases, uh, there will have been episodes seven and eight as yeah. well. So I'm I'm a little bit behind as of the time that our lawyer yeah. listeners are putting these earbuds into their tiny little ears and listening to us talk about it. But I fucking love that show. It's so good. It's it's so good. And you know what's so funny? And not that I want to be a contrarian about everything, but like it's so good. I so wildly so on um it comes out on Netflix on Mondays. Um and so uh my player two and I have MJ Mondays where we make dinner and watch two hours of basketball documentary. Can I, I can I stop it. you for a second before yeah. you go on there? Um you call it MJ Mondays. Could you please call it Mondays? <laughs> Mondays? Mondays, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense because okay. his name's M- not M- 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 on M on J's. 
Emunges. Emunges. Oh yeah, that's. Oh, you're right. So sorry, that's way better. I um is is we watch it and I I so wildly look forward to it and I get to like have these talks about like you know especially about episodes five and six is uh, you know one of the episodes is about his gambling and which is a wildly interesting conversation for someone like Michael Jordan uh, because he says in there he goes I'm not a gambling addict I'm a competitive addict and sure yeah and you go and i think if any other addicted gambler would say that to me i'd be like no you're addicted to fucking gambling stop doing that it's it you know it's like it's like you know i'm not addicted to heroin i'm addicted to dragon chasing and you're like yeah. well <laughs> yeah, no yeah, yeah, you're yeah, addicted yeah. to heroin but with him you imagining his body failing on him and stuff like that you're like yeah i bet you do miss competitiveness the only difference is is that with gambling it's supposed to be random odds Whereas, I was going to say, that's the main difference. Sports, he has leveraged his odds to be the best at it through hard work and talent and everything like that. But doesn't it make more sense then that that's the thing that ends up ruining him? Because he's so used to ultimately having control over whatever it is that he wants to do. He's so good at everything that he'll find yeah. a way to win. And then there's one thing where there's a game that everyone plays and he can't be the best at it because yes, of random it, odds. Like that's And no, nothing that ever, nothing he does will ever you know, uh, we'll never change that. It's always right. going to be, the odds are always the same. It's like yeah. hunger games here. May the odds be in your favor, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. So like, I don't know. I just, if people aren't watching, it's, it's really fantastic. I love getting to talk about basketball from the nineties and like have that opportunity to have more, uh, readily, readily available conversation for it. Um, with that being said, when people like, it's really good. But there are a lot of good documentaries out there. And so oh, like, I see. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is the best documentary. You're like, well, no, wait, right. what? Why? You know, there's all this kind of stuff about like that, where it just drives me crazy a little bit where you're like, oh, so people just don't watch documentaries. Like if you want to watch a basketball documentary, watch Hoop Dreams. It's better. I promise. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's the same thing with like, um, uh, what was that? The Jinx. Like everyone was in on the Jinx and they're like, and, and I like the Jinx as like a documentary starter pack. Or, or or even this as a documentary starter pack, but I don't think that it is the best documentary ever made. I also though don't think it has to be in order for everyone no. to love it because documentaries by their nature, like people think that they're boring because they're just nonfiction, like the same reason they wouldn't want to read a nonfiction book. But everyone yeah. knows MJ and everyone loves basketball, so there's that. But I do I I agree with you that there are definitely better documentaries out there. I honestly still think that the best documentary series on Netflix is Formula One Drive to Survive. And no one could do anything to convince me otherwise. Oh See, my it's, god. That's the thing you have you have you watched it? No, I've not. So so shut the fuck up and give oh, it a try. This is coming from <laughs> you. This is coming from you. <laughs> I say things all the time that I watch and you're like, oh, that's so dumb. Sorry and I'm, like, I'm not into cheer as much as you, Andrew. Dude, cheer was great. Actually, cheer I probably will watch cheer. Cheer is good. <laughs> um, Like cheer is good. Like there's so many shows. Like I'm like, oh, I watched Survivor. And then you're like, oh, that's so dumb. And they're like, I watched one of my parents go there. It wasn't so bad. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks for joining the party. No, you know what? Um, I, no, I, I did not watch a full episode of Survivor with my parents. I will never watch a full episode of Survivor with my parents. Um, <laughs> I, so uh, Survivor so is just hard for me to watch. I, it stresses the fuck out of me. Well, it's not the best reality show of all time, which is Top Chef, but, um, oh, I was going to say the mole. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that right. show until now. Bring yeah. back the mole. Speaking Come of Dennis on. Rodman, two times. He was on the mole twice. 
Yeah, he was. There was Celebrity Mole, obviously. Oh, there was Celebrity Mole, of course, yeah. Uh, God, I got to do some more mole research. But um, <laughs> I got to tell you about TV show I'm watching right now. Uh-huh. So I've done a really, I'll say important, in job of uh, going through some old classic movies, kind of doing my homework and going like, what other opportunity am I going to have in my life to really go back and watch all these things? I was a film major in university. I feel like I've seen a good amount of things. But I've done, I've done, <laughs> I've done that with movies, and for the most part, I've really enjoyed it. Going like, whether I've liked it or not, I'm like, that was important. I'm glad I saw that. Right. And but I've tried to do that now for television because, much like Frasier and other shows that I watch, but you just point mostly point yeah. out Frasier, is that uh, that's insane. But is um, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? We just no, but I've like at least watched it. Show. I've at least watched it. You haven't Frasier. even seen Formula One to drive to drive Formula One to drive to survive. <laughs> Formula One to drive to get your G1. Um, Formula One, too fast, too furious. (laughs) Michael Schumacher edition. Um, Is, (laughs) I hope he survives. Uh, Is, is, so I've started going through, but television was a more interesting one where I really wanted a show that was dumb at the end of the night that I could play a video game and it's kind of on and I could just get through, I'm washing dishes, it's on. You know, that kind of thing where I'm like, I don't need to pay tremendous attention to it, but I can now get through the show. Sure. So I've decided to watch Star Trek The Next Generation. Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. Wait, is that so, is that the one with Picard? That's that the, is the Picard, one right? with Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard. And not, and I, not Eli uh, Gurag or whatever his name is, my my weird alien symbiotic guy oh, who I related Deep, so well to. Deep Space Nine? Oh, no, is that? Yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. from Deep Space Nine. No, you're more of the data in this situation. Lieutenant Commander Data, who's Ooh. an android. Um, I love when you call me Data. <laughs> is... This show, so I've never watched Star Trek. I, I've seen the movies, the newest ones, um, right. with Chris Pine and J.J. Abrams and stuff like that. But I had no, and I like those movies. I actually like those movies a lot. I think they're a lot of fun. And I could totally get my head around knowing enough about Star Trek to find those movies enjoyable. Like, at the end, when they do the, like, uh, you know, to search a galaxy where no man has gone oh, before. Right. And, like, that, I'm like, oh, that's the intro from the TV show. Like, I know right, enough right, to right, know right. that that's, that's what that is. Um. This sh- I can't I can't begin to describe to you the Star Trek Next Generation is just the worst show of all time. Like I I can't I can't get my head around how bad it is. I, really, I, it's it I I but Mikey, unlike you, and I don't mean this as a shot because I think I'd be a, hel- a healthier, happier human being. I am so like, scared to see what you're about to say. No, right no, no, now. no, no, no. <laughs> I can't tell you. I'd be a happier, healthier human being if I was more like you in this situation. Hmm. I will watch all 176 episodes of this television show. I am no. I am a loyalist. I'm committed. I will do this. And I am 22 episodes in and I am just every episode I go, what? Okay. So here's my thing. Oh my God. John I don't Ricard, know how you do that. Dude, dude I, cause I don't like myself. Is it, <laughs> well, that makes two of us. John Lupergaard, an Englishman with a French name is the captain of the USS Enterprise a ship that is the newest ship in the fleet for the Starfleet, and so it is now exploring the outer reaches of the universe uh, with its with its with its I don't know thirty thousand people that lives on this ship or whatever it is. The thing that blows my mind about this all the time is that every week somebody does something incredibly stupid and they find <laughs> themselves in trouble. And and then and then like every tenth episode they'll go like oh we landed at a space station and they're going like you guys are doing a great job and I'm like based on what I'm seeing <laughs> that's not true 
that's insane that they almost need to remind you going otherwise when you guys are not on television you're doing great it's just doing great that's, other work well that's that's because Jean-Luc oh. Picard at the end of every episode you don't see it it's off screen uh but he looks at at uh, whomever's keeping all the data and he's like delete oh. all of that delete delete <laughs> that log delete the pilot's log right now it blows my mind even to the point that in the first season there is somebody that comes on that's like um internal investigations essentially and goes like you guys are doing something wrong i'm gonna find out what it is and interviews everybody about it and going like his logs don't match this and this and this and i'm like hey. in my mind i'm kind of like yeah there is like 15 episodes i can show you where they do something <laughs> completely wrong and stupid and and doing this but at the end they find out it's only because they're going to give picard a raise or no a promotion and he's going to become an admiral at the starfleet and the guy who's doing the investigation goes at the end goes uh picard when i'm done this post I would love to serve here. That's where I'd love to do. And I'm like, you've just found out 10 things they've done wrong. <laughs> and like, it blows. I, just one more short thing about Star Trek Next Generation that just drives me absolutely crazy is we've discovered a planet. Something's wrong. Uh, we need to send an away team. That's the who sends down to the planet. And right. every time it's the five most important people to the ship that they send out sure. in these ludicrous missions going like, okay, head of security, check. Okay, good. Our, our chief engineer, yep. Okay, our head doctor, yeah, you got it. And it's like, every meanwhile, episode, I'm like. Meanwhile, the two people who know the recipe for Coke have to be in like opposite <laughs> sides of the world at every given time. They're just like, yo, all the people who can fly this ship, let's put them all in the same place next to that giant fish looking alien and just see what happens. Prince Charles and his wife, Princess Diana couldn't fly in the same plane. And yet right. they're like, head doctor, they're like, I don't know, 40 <laughs> years from home. And they're like, head doctor, head engineer, you guys should go together. I don't know, whatever. Let's figure it out. Like, it just There's no pawns. So I, what I don't get is like, is, is like clearly this show has an insane following. Like insane. people live and die Star Trek and you saying this is going to piss off a lot of people. And uh, I'm okay with this because that means more Mikey heads, baby. Come on <laughs> over to my side. Um, uh, team, yeah, team what, so what take is it like, is it that you legit legitimately think it's bad or you just uh, are having fun with how silly it can be? Well, I think the thing is it's a victim of television at the time where you were so okay. So shows weren't very serial back then. They were very episodic. They were okay with being, things being isolated episodes every week. I'm going to visit my friends, see what they do. And then I could turn it off and not worry about it. It wasn't right. really till the X-Files and a couple other shows that came up that were like, oh, I need to watch every episode to, to figure out what's going on in the bigger picture. Right. So the problem is, is like within the first two minutes, something very dramatic happens. And then you go like, yeah, like we can't pull away from the gravity of the sun. And you're like, whoa, like, you know, like, whatever. And you kind of just have to sit there and go like, okay, like we're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> and like actually near the end of the first episode, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say spoilers. This is a 30 year old show. Like you got to figure it out. Uh, but I don't at know. The, at the end of the first season or near the end of the first season, one of the main characters dies. And, and I was like, is it Picard? Is it Picard? <laughs> yes, yeah, Picard. He was never <laughs> on the other six seasons. Uh, <laughs> is uh, I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of special. And then I read it up and I'm like, yeah, she hated being on the show. She just wanted it off. And you're like, oh, really? Okay, well, okay that yeah, makes that, a lot of sense. Yeah, I think they had sold everybody. It was like, you're going to be a star. And you're like, actually, you're one of nine people that's on the show. Um, so, man, what doesn't what doesn't make sense to me? Honestly, I don't I don't get how you can consciously dislike it and know that you dislike it and still commit to all 170 episodes. Like I've said this before on the podcast before the show Dexter, 
I saw yeah. every single episode of Dexter except for the very last episode. Like when my mind just decides like I'm done with this, there's no it's not coming back. Like I I am one hundred percent done. Though, with Mikey, it. that always bugs me. That is like you got to the second last episode and you're like, this is still good. Look, like, I think crazy. history. I think history will remind or w- will view me as making the right choice because no one likes no. the last episode of Dexter. No, no, no. You know, no. You're still wrong because you should have quit, <laughs> quit after the third season. Like how you? No, that's true. Or without watching the last, it's like, well, who cares at that point? Like, like I'm already gonna die. Like, you know, whatever. I think it was. I think it was something along the lines of like I was out of town, so I recorded it, and then I just didn't ever get to it. It's not like I consciously like it. The TV was on in the other room, and I was plugging my ears like I shall not hear what happens. I shall not know what Dexter walks off into the night without his sister. Well, to talk about video games for a second, because Mikey, okay. yeah, this is a Mikey game, this is a video game uh, podcast, Aaron Worth. Mikey game, game. this Mikey. is a video worth podcast. <laughs> exactly. Is like when you say like, so the game you play most possibly in your life has been Overwatch. Yes. And when Overwatch 2 comes out, you've said, oh, this might be it for me. I just might not play Overwatch 2. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's bananas to me because it's just like, <laughs> well, why don't you stop playing Overwatch 1? now and then when overwatch 2 comes out you're like well at least i could like oh look how it's different look at all these maps oh that's interesting and then kind of wean yourself off there but like at that why play this game now and then uh, you know avoid the joy that you might get from overwatch 2 yeah i don't know it's tough to say maybe you know to relate it to the last dance maybe you know scotty pippen could have probably held off and got a lot of money at some other time just broken off from the team and, and just did his own thing. But I think he kind of waited until there was a logical end to the track that he was on. Like for me, there's no end point to Overwatch because it's just as playable right now as it was three years ago. And But when Overwatch 2 comes out, I think maybe, maybe I'll, I'll kind of be okay with the fact that other people are moving on and I'm, I'm not quite there. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting. First of all, comparing yourself to Scotty Pippen, how fucking dare you? But that yeah, also you're right. I'm more of a Michael, Michael Jordan. Dan, I'm more of a Michael no, Jordan. No, I was gonna say I'm the Michael Jordan of the podcast. Actually, I'm probably the Dennis Rodman of the podcast. Just doing that work <laughs> that gets no thanks whatsoever. <laughs> Being a little eccentric, a little pansexual. Who knows? But um, <laughs> you know, I um, love the Dennis Rodman episode. Was phenomenal. I fucking love that guy, man. You know, my brother, is- my brother made a really good point, which is that. The only reason or one of the main reasons people thought he was a weirdo was because of the cross dressing and, and the fact that he associated with with gay people and, and yeah. transsexuals and all that. And he was just like, no, these are my people. These are the people who understand me. And nowadays, that would be he would be like the favorite person on the team for doing those things. Rightfully so. But but it's strange how he was kind of cast in a different light simply because it was 20 years ago or whatever. Well, yeah, they kind of mentioned in the, in the episode a lot, too, with the Barbara Walters interview of like, yeah, like you know, do you like all these like very concerned questions about who he is? And I think more than anything, I think his mental health would be a very interesting conversation if he was playing today and yeah, how we yeah, treat yeah, him. Yeah. And if he was able to exist in today's world, um, you want social media and stuff like that. So I, I just, I think more than anything is in those little like one-on-one interviews, his intention, attention span is just shot. And yeah. you could tell just, he has trouble focusing and, and doing stuff. And I, I think, I, I wonder I wonder how much he relates to and how much he feels about the things that he did or those were cries for attention to, to uh, ultimately divide himself from the team so that he didn't have to do this anymore. Because really right. that the part that they haven't mentioned yet is that that season that they're, they're talking about right now is really the last season he's in basketball. 
And, mm. and it's kind of going to be a moment that's kind of forgotten in this whole thing. It's like, no one really wanted him afterwards. He was kind of done. He was too crazy to keep in a team and, and all this kind of stuff. But Phil, Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan could keep him in check. Um, you know, he's, it's, it's crazy because that's the most interesting story on the team. A guy who didn't yeah. make his high school basketball team is now all yeah. of a sudden, like, like, it's just, it's crazy. He slept in his car. Like he yeah. went to an airport, like, and all of a sudden he's now a four time, no, he's five time NBA champion. Something like that. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. Yeah, because he won he won just before with Detroit, Detroit when Chicago yeah. didn't, and yeah. then yeah, and they played on San Antonio, and yeah, no, he's yeah. good. He's a good uh, player. It's, it's there's more and more to that story. That's why I love it that it's not just focused on on Michael Jordan. But we we were talking there about uh, uh, Star Trek for a while, and you basically oh, yeah. lost all the Trekkie fans for a bit. But I want to talk a little bit about Star Wars oh. uh, in particular. Uh, first of all, happy belated May the Fourth to everyone. May the Fourth be with you. Um, but Taika Waititi as the next director of a feature length Star Wars movie, I don't think I could be happier, uh, than hearing that news. I fucking love this guy. I, uh, I, yes, I would agree with you. I think he, everyone should be very excited by this. He's one of the most talented directors we have out there right now. Um, here's the thing until he finishes one of these Star Wars movies, I'm not, I'm not really holding my breath. I think all we've seen is famous directors getting attached and getting removed from Star Wars projects because they are so um, intense with their editorial interests on this. And, and that doesn't you know, work with Disney, basically. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, Lord and Miller yeah. got pushed off of a solo a solo project that right. actually, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, I could see what they're going for. That would have been really good. You know, yeah. they they have directors all the time, like Colin Trevorrow and the and uh, what were the other guy's name was, and people that removed all the time. Like, oh, Benioff and Weiss are going to make a, a Star Wars trilogy. No, they're not going to do that. Uh, Ryan right. Johnson is going to do it. That is still attached, but God, I'm not holding my breath. Like, I just don't know at this point, other than money, hypothetically, why famous directors would attach themselves to Star Wars. I think it's the name Star Wars. Like who, like you can't, you can't get away from the fact that you as someone who just directs a Star Wars movie are now one of the people who have directed a Star Wars movie like that. I think we're still at the point where that holds clout like that holds that means something mm. where I, you know, I, I'm trying to think of another franchise that it would mean the same thing. And I don't I don't know that there is any of that. Granted, no. as Disney releases no. more and more movies in that franchise, it's going to become less and less important. But there's a there's a video I saw of Taika Waititi talking about how, you know, his parents want him to be like more like J.J. Abrams and like direct a Star Wars movie. And he's like, well, you know, I can't. I'm not that good. I'm just, you know, I'll do whatever I can. But I'm yeah. not I'm not J.J. Sorry, but I'm good. And now he is directing a Star Wars movie because that seems to be, you know, to make the NBA is one thing to win a championship is another. And everyone still wants to have clout in different ways to separate themselves from everyone right. else who's done the craft. Yeah. You know, I, I might be, I might, I know I'm in the minority with this one, but like, I just don't like, so star Wars, you know, hired JJ rims cause they knew they needed to like set the base level with something relatively safe and good. They just said, we need to make a good star Wars film. Don't take chances. Just make a good film. And then he right. did. And he did. He did twice. And and people go like, oh, look at that. It's Star Wars again. You know what I mean? And then Ryan Johnson gets the second one. And people are like, you're changing too much. Don't do this. And then sure. so much so that they have to fire everyone else that they had for the third film. And J.J. Rims takes it over again. And they go, oh, it's safe again. And what now we're seeing is between two and three where people went, oh, you're taking too many chances, Ryan Johnson. I, 
I, I think that's where like, you're like, and Taika Waititi is going to be adopted. Okay. He takes a lot of chances. And so much so that when they brought JJ Abrams for the third movie and he did something safe again and everyone went, no, nah, I don't like this. I don't, I, what do you, I want chances. I want you to do something different. Yeah. I think now they went, Oh God, we, we got to stop doing safe things. Let's get all the, the weird guys in. And Taika Waititi is a perfect uh, example of that because he was able to be weird inside of the a very formulaic Marvel cinematic universe. And people love that movie. Right. I think I think that the the best thing that you can say about the potential for this movie coming up is the fact that it's uh, not tied with the Skywalker saga. Right. Yeah. It's it's something new. And this is their chance to start a different brand. Yeah. Um, Whether it's going to be involved in another trilogy or it's just going to be an offshoot like Solo or Rogue One or something along those lines. Who knows? But I think that'll give enough freedom not only to Tycho who can now do what what he wants to do, but to the fans who are now allowed to not expect something specific or certain from this next movie. They can kind of say, you know what, this is not the trilogy uh, or any of the trilogies that we've seen, past, present, or future, but this is something new and I don't need to expect it to be a new hope. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone was hoping. Like, I think every filmmaker is hoping. Hoping. That they got- ding, 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 ding. You said the word. It's the right word. Pee Wee Herman's got a lot to say about that. Is uh, <laughs> is that I think every filmmaker was hoping that they would get this idea. That's why Benioff and Weiss. That's why, you know, Ryan Johnson. All these, all these guys were like, oh, give me my own thing. Good. And yeah. I don't have to exist within this. I think Mandalorian was obviously the example that they gave him and like, Oh, you, here you go. Like try your best. And they were like, Oh, we're happy with this. Good. We can do it. Um, I just don't know because Taika Waititi in like the next five years has the next door movie, which is love and thunder, Mm. uh, which seems crazy. And I'm so excited. Um, he's making a trilogy. It seems like of Willy Wonka movies for Netflix. He's, Mm. he's done the new next flash Gordon movie. He is doing the time bandits TV show. He's doing We're Wolves. He's doing Next Goal Wins. Like in the next five years, it seems like he has 10 credits that he's going to now be a part of. You wonder <laughs> when yeah. does that crazy, um, fun creativity start to like get a little We're bit a little uh, thin. Yeah, a little thin. Man, I that's kind of disappointing because I think he does. He's he's got that diamond in the rough mentality that kind of comes out of nowhere. Like like Thor, and we're like, what the? Where did this come from? But when so different when he is now a name that's up there with like J.J. Abrams, it's not surprising anymore. And that's when people are going to start criticizing him in the same way. I mean, Wes Anderson's avoided it, and he's always been pretty quirky. Uh, I don't know people. People do saw there is a lot of people that do not like Wes Anderson. But I'm would they ever have liked Wes Anderson? Like, no, that's I the think, thing. Is I think they watched one at Wes Anderson film. They're like, not for me. Thank you very much. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, but I think it. those people, I think those people, like, you're always going to have haters. And I think mm-hmm. those people would have, would see a Taika Waititi movie and think the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's will the people who like him now end up turning on him because he loses that, like that seed of, of authenticity or, or that genuine seed. Cause he, it yeah. seems authentic what he's doing right now, but who knows? Maybe, maybe it becomes a, uh, you know, like a, 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 a formula for him or something along those lines. Right. Yeah. I, I will say though, like, I, I don't think he's only made so many films. I think that's the other advantage that he has is like people like, Oh, clearly he's good at this, but he's only made so many. So I don't think it gets tired. But like, you know, Thor Ragnarok and Jojo rabbit and, um, what we do in the shadows and 
boy hunt for like, the wilder people and hunt boy and they're all very different films like i don't yeah. think you could tie a lot between them other than like children being very quippy like i don't think other than that it's not I would, like i would argue i would argue that boy and jojo rabbit are almost the same movie like they yeah. they are very very similar but mm-hmm. but i i get what you're saying is like then throw thor into that and you're like well where the like where did yeah, that where come, the hell from? That come yeah. from how did you get yeah. that what we do in the shadows like whoa that's a very different also even just a different filming schedule like whereas like they don't really have much of a script and like they just kind of figure yeah. it out and so you know there is a lot of stuff where you like it gives you a lot of hope i just the star wars machine right now you really wonder what's going on because they had something good going with every Christmas we release a Star Wars movie and it's Star Wars time. And then they started doing, you know, solo and other things like that. And you're like, Oh wait, Oh, that's not okay. Uh, huh. I think people are being really stubborn and uh, to be honest, completely selfish when they try and have ownership over a project like that, because when they start that going, I agree with. Yes. when they start going like, Oh, I like the first three films. These are like something that this is very, I care about very much totally understand that and then the next three films come out by the by the creator and they go i didn't like those and you're like oh okay cool and then they go the next three films they go i really don't like those and you're like well okay (laughs) stop stop like this is this is not you anymore you know what i mean i just when when you're not able to be creative anymore which is unfortunately what i believe were the last three films of the, the Skywalk franchise. They weren't able to be creative. And then when the second one was briefly creative, it got torn apart among the community. I worry about Taika Waititi. That's all I'm saying yeah. is that no, I, I worry I about that. a creative auteur that has a point of view and then people are going to go, fuck that guy. You're like, oh man, what are we going to do kind of, It really is a recipe for disaster. As yeah. much as I'm excited, when you think about it objectively, he's he he's like up at up at the peak right now he can't get any higher and star wars is always going to be there just because of where the fans keep it the only way it can go is down if he knocks it out of the park it's going to be a well thank god he did it like it's not going to be a wow he did it congratulations it's going to be a oh finally someone gets it and like taking the credit away from him and giving it to star wars it's like it's like no see he gets star wars and therefore he did a good job at it not he's such a brilliant auteur that he's able to to walk that tightrope and get to where you need to be but that's that's all i'm trying to say is just like they've 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 pigeonholed i i really do believe it's the community of fans have pigeonholed themselves into not enjoying this product anymore because i'm not sure there is going to be a movie out there that people are going to go yeah that's exactly what i wanted thank you very much yeah not everyone that exists yeah yeah it's going to be divisive because that's the nature of the way things are now you cannot release uh uh uh, and and this is one thing i will give give you in in terms of of the original star wars franchise is that they are incredibly archetypal like it is it is a paint by numbers movie it just does everything very very well but if you release a paint by numbers movie nowadays it's not like it's not good enough you have to do something a little bit different similar to streets of rage like we did uh we we reviewed streets of rage last week um it does everything the same as it did back in 1991 when it came out but it just needs to improve on that in order to maintain that momentum and that's one of the reasons why actually we're doing this game today which is final fight because we want to actually go back and uh and see what these beat-em-ups were like as they existed back in in this this era, uh, Final Fight obviously being a game that came out in 1989 in arcades. It's a Capcom mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. and grew from there. But um, Andrew, between the two games, because uh, Streets of Rage is still on everyone's mind, which <laughs> one uh, were you more uh, in tune with? Which one did you like better as I a liked, kid? I liked Final Fight more. 
Uh, okay, I, nice, I, nice. I, I think that was yeah. I like Final Four more. I, I thought it was more. Hmm. What's a, what's a good way of putting it? I don't, I don't, I don't think it was more authentic. I, I just think it was more addictive. Uh, it was something that kind of burned into my brain a little bit more than uh, Streets of Rage did. And, uh, and ultimately that was between the two. I was like that well, final fight. We got it. We got to do final fight. Of course. Oh, right, Streets of Rage. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a ton of sense to me, to, to me though, like growing up in this era, it was, it was again, that time where games were, they existed beyond the year that they came out. Like, I don't really go back and play too many games anymore two years after they come out. But as a kid, you have your collection of games that you go back and play. And to me, it was always kind of a toss-up. It was like Streets of Rage or Final Fight. Which one of these games am I going to play right now? Like, But these two were kind of like neck and neck for my favorite uh, uh, games. And as much as last week I was talking about the story and the mood of, uh, of, of Streets of Rage... I remember, I think, a lot more about Final Fight, even though it's an earlier game for some reason. So I'm excited to kind of play it like that opening level of Final mm-hmm. Fight is so burned into my retinas <laughs> that I can I could probably play it without even looking. The enemies, I think I remember a little bit more and it felt a little bit more visceral as well. Um, so I want to go through a little bit of the of the story because that's one of the things that separated it. Um, but but uh, before we do that, did you know that okay. Final Fight was originally supposed to be the sequel to Street Fighter? Okay, so it's so funny you say that because I wanted to talk about that because obviously we do. We're professionals, Mikey. We do some research around here. We are uh, pros, baby. We are pros. And when I immediately looked up just Final Fight, the image that came up, I'm like, well, that's Street Fighter. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. in my mind, like the whole color shading, the whole character system, even the bars on the top, I'm like, well, that's, wait that's street fighter oh my god it's not final fight and i couldn't believe that i didn't put that together as a kid but also i've established many many times on this podcast i was a pretty stupid child we were all stupid children some of us more stupid than others and that's kind of the the the, the scale that you you existed on but you know we could only be so smart okay but i it's almost like they were they were making the sequel to street fighter and then one of the designers is like Hey, what if we just took that right side of the screen and like stretched it out a couple more blocks and yeah, just saw yeah, yeah. what happened? And they're like, oh my, you can do that? What in the world? And that's where they are. I, I think even in the beginning, you, the you were supposed to be playing as Ken and Ryu instead of Cody and Hager, um, which who knows? I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure if that's true, but but uh, it ended up being what it is now. And then eventually, because it's all Capcom, Cody, Hager, and Guy ended up coming up in uh street fighter games in the future as well not as like huge characters that hagger has been in, in in a lot um do you remember those characters guy hagger yeah. cody yeah uh, absolutely a hundred percent i have those ver- well we talked about hagger last week um yes the mayor the mayor i'm sorry the mayor sounds by the way he looks like a professional wrestler and that would be his name the mayor um he would come out just like he, in a sash and a top hat and be like hello i'm the mayor and they're like here's oh, the thing boo. he actually was an ex-professional wrestler in fight like he he was a, a professional wrestler turned mayor that's a, that's a hundred percent true you know who also that's true of right now i, I can't Jesse believe i'm Ventura? joking well he was a governor but thank you very much um you respect the office of minnesota is that <laughs> is uh kane is now the mayor of north carolina south carolina so what he's in a town in the carolinas uh is really yeah which of all wrestlers a satanic 
<laughs> like devil wrestler is not called, like, what I would have expected. No, like I would have expected IRS to come back and be uh, become a mayor. Like people would have been like, I understand that he's government position. Uh, Big boss. He was man. my favorite wrestler, IRS. Ooh, baby, Mikey, just keeping people in line. Mikey, if you could vote for a professional wrestler to be the mayor of your town, who would be that wrestler you'd vote for? Oh, that's a very honestly, it's got to be Shawn Michaels, baby. No, it's got to be. Yeah, because no. he's gonna run. He's just gonna make everything sexy again. No, he's gonna bring sexy. Too- back he's too treacherous oh my goodness he was no. he no because he knows listen politics is a dirty game and you got to cut the fat when oh, you can I like that i like that argument a little bit what about you andrew you're 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 in andrewsville as we as we established <laughs> yeah, yeah. i live in but andrewsville you don't want to be governor you're going to be treasurer um so yes. you elect a mayor or a governor i don't I, give a fuck I, 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 I think i hate to say this but canonically i think i said comp chancellor um is oh, right yes you did uh who would i elect <laughs> mayor to be my boss as comp chancellor uh, hmm. are you that- saying comp chancellor or camp counselor because i <laughs> there's one of those that i'm not allowed to be without without declare <laughs> hello kids welcome to camp <laughs> i'm a sexual predator uh <laughs> actually you know it's funny you, um cinco de mayo was last week and um it, it, there is uh an episode of arrested development called cinco de cuatro about oh, yeah. <laughs> how in the oc they tried to undercut cinco de mayo and it made me laugh so much and in that episode uh tobias has to has to at that street fair go to every child and go hello i'm a sexual predator <laughs> I yeah. and there are children running by him causing i'm a sexual predator. i'm a sexual predator, I'm a sexual predator. <laughs> I and i just that. think about i think about you in everyday life um so oh i do have a mustache like him that's true and i got his hairline so uh is uh, <laughs> is i actually went as him for halloween once did i tell you that as a never nude I went as a never nude with like the, the circle glasses and the mustache. And yeah, that's it was great. Amazing. There, yeah. You, and that's I, why I have to declare myself a predator everywhere I go. I, Mikey, apparently it's Mikey, not I'm okay to wear to that think outside. You have a real Jeff Winger way of uh, going about Halloween in the way that you're <laughs> like, I'm going to look stupid, but I'm going to show off my sexy body a little bit. Hey, it's it. You got to listen as a, <laughs> as a lonely single man, you got to do what you can. <laughs> um, I, who would be my, who'd be my mayor? I think it would be Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, he would carry around a two by four and an American flag and just go, oh, people would be like, love it. That's a really good way. People would always be like, what are they building something? What is he carrying around that two by four? But people believe they do because they're like, industry is in our town. Innovation. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, be like, sir, what are we going to do about the garbage? He's not doing it. He's like, oh, and he holds up a, a two by four. And people are like, Oh, we're going to beat them to death with a two by four. I love it. Yeah, uh, great. Wrestling hall of famer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> he is a hall of fame. That hall of fame he is. is a loose entry. I'll tell you that. You know, the Godfather's Ooh, just, in there. The pimp. Is the, he? Yeah. Well, but he the was, Godfather, he's, he's got a pretty long storied history in the WWF and WWE. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and in the nation of domination. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think, but the, it, it, well, the president of the United States is in, he's in the, he's in the WWE hall of fame. Andrew, um, that goes without saying. Of course. I think every president's oh, been he's in the who WWE. I, he's who I would elect for my mayor. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the then great... I'd move the fuck out of there. Yeah. Oh my God. I think he was the mayor of Atlantic city. Yeah. Um, 
Oh God, what a what a nightmare place we've ever lived. Well, so so you may be thinking, why in the world would a city? And first of all, we're dealing with a city called Metro City, but Metro City is in the United States, which I find baffling because if you're willing to say it's a real country, <laughs> yeah, have the balls to say that it's a real city. Call it Chicago. Call it New York. Call it Wisconsin. I don't give a fuck. That's a state. But like, why Metro City? I would do that. That's why I said I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just I love the idea that like yeah, New York, Chicago, L.A., Miami, even it's been done. Like I think you should just go like Metro City is Bismarck, North Dakota. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoa, exactly. what? Exactly. Oh, okay. A lot of crime there. Well, if 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 this were Metro City, then then Bismarck, North Dakota, would have one of the highest, exceedingly high crime rates in all of the United States Very up true. until the point where they elect ex-professional wrestler Hager to run things because he brought Not crime down in the city big time. Big time. Big time. Well, I I just imagine his job as mayor is like working three till midnight every night and just walking the streets. And just like people are like, <laughs> like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? And like we should He is enormous. Yeah, he is enormous. Is- that guy's as big as a car I'm trying to steal. What the fuck is that all about? <laughs> you know? If he's in the car, you can't even drive it away. No. It's basically like it's on it's on blocks. I try to think about um, that Simpsons episode where the really too tall guy steps out of the car. Like Nelson makes fun of him driving his car and he steps out and he's like nine feet tall. Uh, <laughs> I think about that guy all the time. By the way, I'm going to post that to the retrograde Instagram account as a story. Do it. I love it. I would guy. love to see it. Yeah. Um, so let's go over the characters. So you got Cody guy, Hagger, Jessica, who's, who's kidnapped and, uh, and Mackie or Maki. I'm, I'm not sure, but it's interesting how you have these characters and it almost becomes like a soap opera. Okay. You got Cody. He's the big cheese. He's Jessica's boyfriend. He's got cheese. the white shirt, blue jeans, and he looks just like Axel stone, right? Run of the mill, typical beat him up character. Then you got Hager again, mayor of Metro City and former uh, professional wrestler, also father of Jessica, which means when Hager and Cody are going to save Jessica, that is a one of a kind bonding moment for stepfather and stepson. Like it's one thing to go fishing or grab a beer with your stepfather, but imagine having to kick the shit out of an entire gang to save his daughter. Like you are in his good books, my friend. Well, can you imagine though, like in like two years after this after he saves her it's like oh it didn't work out what happened it's like now they have this like <laughs> yeah, yeah. united blood bond over like <laughs> saving his daughter and he's like do you really want to know sir and he's like yeah we're friends i we fought side by side <laughs> fist by fist next to each other and he's like well your daughter didn't put out and he's like oh okay um after all that you've been through yeah, put- <laughs> i'm gonna talk to her, talk to her about it i uh i really <laughs> And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, let's go talk with her. And they walk right (laughs) all across the At the end of it. Just very stiffly. Yeah. At the end is a wall with a bedroom and they're just like stepping through. (laughs) And then they punch through it like a mini game. They punch through the door. Reaches Um, into her garbage, finds a chicken rotisserie and just like destroys that. Um, so apart from those two, you have Guy. Now he's an American ninja with a Japanese heritage. He's also Cody's sparring partner and just typical third wheel. He's all he's he's written down as being a good friend to Jessica and Cody. That's it. He's just a good friend who's like, yeah, I guess I'll risk life and limb. Yeah, yeah. yeah one. Well, so you say eunuch. There's actually an interesting story about this as well. One of the bosses, her name is Poison. And when the developers and you know Capcom, I guess, were making this game, they were like, no one's going to feel right beating up a woman. So what did they do? 
in the manual, they wrote that she's actually a transsexual. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they thought that would be better. They're like, well, she's part man, so we're going to let people beat her up and they're going to be okay with it. And you can't even begin to think about how problematic that is from start to finish to just insert that in there. I – oh, wow. I – yeah. (laughs) Of all the things going on, I trust them – so little to treat this issue with respect. <laughs> like, no, like, it's just like, it's like, uh, we're like, I knew, you know, that it was a writing excuse to get them out of something instead of trying to reach out and make this like a, uh, progressive game. It was more like, yeah, I don't know. Should we explain? Yeah. Make her transsexual. It's like, Oh God, uh, guys. Yeah. I, people, I, people won't mind being it. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't but, think that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> So you got Cody, he's got the white shirt, blue jeans, uh, and he looks like Axel Stone. You got Guy, he's the uh, American ninja with a Japanese heritage. He wears Chuck Taylors, which is pretty cool. They designed Chuck Taylors onto him. Yeah. And then you have Hager, the mayor. He wears uh, no shirt, and he has one suspender on that's doing a lot of work. That suspender is doing double duty and doing a good job at it because it is hanging on for dear life. Those pants are powerful. I I don't know how that suspender does (laughs) it. The most powerful unit in the game is suspender, the suspender. Hardly newer. Yeah. Is the suspender on Hager's pants. Which, <laughs> by the true. way, I, Hager is a type of slack in America. So. Is it really? Yeah. So Hager's wearing Hager's. Well, let me tell you this thing. This Hager does not slack when it comes to his daughter being kidnapped. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Another, another playable character was Mackie or Maki. I'm not sure. The younger sister of Guy's fiance. So the younger sister of Jessica is so she's described as the younger sister of Guy's fiance instead of either being described as Jessica's sister <laughs> or Hager's daughter. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? What a lap! What a lap to get there! What a what is that all about? It makes no sense. And here's the here's it gets crazier with Maki Maki. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah, it right. Well, She's cares. the ex leader of a youth motorcycle gang, which makes me wonder how did she get out? Isn't the point of a motorcycle game that you can't get out? And also, what is a youth motorcycle gang? Is that like a church youth group, which is also equally difficult to get out of? I think. Well, also. Okay, they're use. So how are they getting motorcycles? Second of all, no That's licenses. That's a great question. No licensing. Get a whatever. Fine. Okay, I get it. And then, like, <laughs> at what age do you go, I'm done with this motorcycle gang, making it a youth motorcycle gang? Like, I, like... Yeah, that's true. It's 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 like when does Lil Wayne become Big Wayne? Like, is is that a thing? Lil Wow Wow become Bow Wow? Well, well is this motorcycle game? Lil Bow Wow tried to become Bow Wow, I think, and it effectively ended his music career. I don't think I'm joking no. on this one. I think that's a real thing. No, I think you're probably right about that. And thank you. Andrew is the resident Bow Wow expert, or should I say Lil Bow Wow expert? Yes. Well, I got to check with him now, see what he's being called currently. But yeah, he could be called like Reginald. <laughs> I think he's being called uh, uh, for for mealtime by Jermaine Dupree or something who's probably still <laughs> taken after him. <laughs> oh my God. Jermaine Dupree is the one that was coming off the top of your head, eh? Yeah, oh, he's always on the top of my head. I'm always one step away from thinking about or saying Jermaine Dupree's name. That's why uh, you and I were talking off mic uh, before we started this podcast mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Uh, about meditation and how it's difficult for me to even try. And primarily, it's because when I try to let my mind go, Blake, Jermaine Dupree takes over. Yeah. And then I just think about how when I dip, you dip, we dip. And that fucking my mind asshole goes off is the rail. sabotaging you. 
He is. Yeah. Just like he sabotaged Bow Wow's career. How dare... Oh, my God. I hope in Final Fight we get to bite, beat up J- Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. That I absolutely hope we get to do that. Yeah. Um, just like the late, the Final Fight characters eventually got to beat up other characters in the Capcom universe. Um, it's it's strange how Capcom kind of relies on characters from different franchises really to does. like intermingle in in their in their franchises. So but it very hey, it would like Pornhub, the state of Pornhub yeah. right now. Oh very no, much like that. stepbrother guy, I need to beat up Ken. <laughs> oh my God, are you my father's daughter? <laughs> wow. <laughs> We got there eventually. We did. Um, so apart from that craziness of Final Fight, it was lauded, obviously, for its its character design, music, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was it was obviously kind of touted among the greats of this beat-em-up genre of, you know, the the final or uh, the, it is final fight of the double dragons and the 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 streets of rage. And apparently it took a lot of uh, notes from Double Dragon uh to to kind of become what it is. Um but I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious, Andrew, because you have this interesting relationship with beat 'em ups. Mm. Um and I'm 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 never able to kind of tell where you're gonna land on uh on on the 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 ranking system. Yeah. Like if this is a game that you really loved or played a lot of, but you just don't remember it as fondly. What do you think? Like is this is this a game you played a ton of or or where does this where does this kind of sit with you? You know, that's that's funny. I, I did play this more than I played Streets of Rage, which which we did last week. Um I, I, I have a very clear memory of the characters, um, and the animation style, and I think why I was much more of a, a Street Fighter person than I was a Mortal Kombat person was because of the, you know, linear aesthetic. Uh, that between those two characters, uh, between the two, uh, excuse me, franchises. Um, I, I really like this game. I, I played this game a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I like I said last week, I was so much more of a beat-em-up guy with characters that I knew. Like, I was so much yeah. more a beat-em-up. I'd rather play as Donatello and Marge Simpson with a vacuum than I would be as, like, generic guy. Um, yeah. So, I, you know. There's I, nothing generic about guy. Come on. Other than his name yeah that's true ever met, maybe it's gee have you ever met a person named guy or gee i met a gee i don't know if i i don't know if i met someone named who calls himself guy you met somebody that was in karate and wearing a gee yeah, yeah yeah uh it wasn't karate actually it was uh it was it was uh jujitsu oh okay so jujitsu you met jujitsu gee i never met jujitsu yeah. gee i i've never actually you know him. That is what he called himself. Oh, wow. He's like, you can call me Jujitsu Gi. No, I didn't know that guy. Other than the Mighty Ducks franchise where there's Guy Jermaine, I've never, I don't know anyone else <laughs> named Guy. So I, but yet that feels like a very like Japanese idea of an American name. It's a guy. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. If, if by the way, I've been, a, I, another photo I will release onto Retrograde <laughs> uh, Story uh, as of today is, uh, is the, the American baseball game that was made in Japan and they didn't get the licensing rights to MLB. So it's a bunch of Japanese people coming up with American names and it is the oh. funniest. <laughs> it is the funniest thing you've ever met. And you're like, oh, God, I can't wait to, to post that. Does it sound anything like the Duke lacrosse uh, roster? Yes. It honestly kind of does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Where you're like, well, that's not a name, but it kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, it's incredible. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my relationship to the franchise. It's not a huge intimate one yet. It is. I understand how important it is. I definitely played a lot of it and I understand how games were formed after that. 
Yeah, I found this game a lot harder than Streets of Rage. Maybe, maybe mm. I played it slightly younger, but I, I, the reason why I remember the first level so well is because that's like all I could do. Um, I remember getting to the policeman boss and facing Andre in a wrestling ring, but beyond that, like I did not play a lot of this. I remember there was a policeman boss, and before you fought him, he like spits on the ground, and if you pick up his spit and eat it, it gives you full health, which I've tried in real life and it does not go over so well. Um, Ugh, that gives a whole new yeah, meaning to spit in my mouth. <laughs> it really does. No, thank uh, you. Not quite the meaning I want to explore, but I, I did play a ton of this game. This is another one that I played with my brother quite a bit. Uh, and I, I, I have very fond memories of it. The mood of it didn't strike me as much as streets of rage mm. did, but the story and the character design absolutely did. So for me, it was good in a different way but directly comparable to streets of rage right. I, I i played a ton of it but i think before we go any further do you want to do you want to get into our reviews yeah, let's for this? do it all right so for those of you who are new or may have just forgotten andrew and i each give these games two specific rankings the first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what this game meant to us growing up as though we're viewing it back when it first came out then we take a bit of a break to revisit the game and give it its second ranking also out of four bits which represents how the game holds up in the modern day that said every game will receive an ultimate score of a possible 16 bits with eight of those bits coming from andrew four for the retro score four for the current score and eight for myself same breakdown andrew what's up could you break it down for me oh like you God. break spines on the streets of metro city <laughs> yeah metro city what a stupid lazy name that is uh like <laughs> yeah. metro city. almost as bad as metropolis oh my god does superman <laughs> live in the city um at least gotham is a swing like at least you're like oh it's, yeah. yeah like that's you know a nickname. it's a new name it's something different it's a nickname for new york i totally get that um yeah i i don't know i i I got to think that this wasn't one of my favorite franchises growing up. And while I did play a lot of it and I really liked it and I kind of understood how important it was because also it kind of bled into so many characters and styles that I liked um, outside of this franchise, like Street Fighter, that I liked playing this game. I don't think it was like, oh, I didn't like playing it. I'm going to put it away. It was just more readily, you know, the availability of the game that wasn't totally accessible to me that I didn't... Uh, appreciate so I, I really did like this game and while it wasn't one of my favorites i can't really knock it for that so i'm gonna give it a three out of four nice three out of four so same score as you gave streets of Rage. exact same score yeah so i'm kind of walking that same uh, line as you this game to me is like directly comparable to streets yeah. of rage good in a different way but did the exact same thing scratched a very similar itch and i was very itchy as a baby so i and i played sure. this as a baby uh, yeah, I was an itchy baby. My mom would just hand me a video game and play it. And this is when I was in the womb. Ugh. She would just take a controller, shove it up her virage, oh, and no. I would play Streets of Rage and Final Fight while I was up there. Uh, it was yeah, it was fantastic. And great. for that reason, I'm giving this a <laughs> six out of four. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um, no, but this is the it's the type of game that I had in my rotation for years. I'd always go back and play it. Like I said, I could play the beginning sections of it blindfolded, essentially. Um, and uh, and I'm I'm excited to go back and play it, if only to see how it holds up to something like Streets of Rage. If I'm remembering correctly, though, this game only has one attack button and a jump button, and oh, that's going to be atrocious to go back and play. But we're not reviewing it yet, based on how it stands in the modern day. All we're doing is rating yeah. it based on what we remember it, and I remember it very very well. I'm also sticking with the same review I gave to Streets of Rage. I'm giving this one a three out of five, three and a half out of four. What? <laughs> what? What happened? Three, three, three and a half out of four. 
Okay, I'm just giving this a six out of nineteen. Okay, moving on. I uh, <laughs> okay, so a three and a three and a half gets us to a great, great score, a six and a half out of eight. Um, I'm very curious to see how this is going to go because we we felt the exact exact same way going into Streets of Rage, and then the game started strong and landed flat. I'm kind of curious yeah. to see how we're going to feel about this going forward because I I don't know I don't know. I don't, I don't feel so good about it, to be honest, Uh-oh. especially based on how lackluster uh, I felt Streets of Rage was. And Streets of Rage is like as modern a type of game like this as you can get and has one more attack button. So right. uh, I don't know, man. Let's let's give it a try. If if the nostalgia is enough to keep me interested, that's one thing. But uh, let's see. I don't want to I don't want to psych myself out too much, but let's give this one a try. All right. Let's do this, buddy. OK, I'll see you. Bye bye. Are you, are you are you punching a barrel right now? I'm not doing anything. Oh, that's not you. Uh oh, I don't want to join. Oh no! How do I get the fuck out of here? Ah! Oh my god, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm in someone right. else's game right now. You, you do, what are you doing? Why did you join someone else's game? I'm exiting. Ah! <laughs> he just hit me and I left. He's gonna think I left because he hit me. <laughs> If this is the music soundtrack to Drive, you'd be like having an erection right now. Oh, I like Cody could very easily be Ryan Gosling's character from Drive. And he's got the very typical Capcom move like Zangief does where he just holds both hands out and spins in a circle. Like, how can that be an effective move? Oh my God, Hagar is back. Hagar's back, baby. And he's got a knife. I feel like he's less intimidating with a knife. Yeah, you're like, why do you need a knife? You're you're 400 pounds of muscle. What That's the it. hell? Look at the size of that guy. Oh, Damon, his name is. By the way, the one of the enemies in this game, his name is Axel. No. So they yeah. knew they knew their competition. Oh, oh he just threw Damon at me. And oh, I just nice little German suplexes suplex. are such a common thing to do in in games of this era. Eh? So your thing is German suplexes. Mine is like a hip toss. I would say mine's an Austrian suplex, actually. Oh, yeah, it's an Austrian, not German? Yeah, It's like a political thing? Yeah. Yeah, this is... You know, everything that I was kind of saying about last week is doubly this week. Doubled, yeah. Like, there's not really... There's not really that much you can do apart... Like, all the moves are so common and... Like you said the word inevitable last week. You're like, yeah. everything's inevitable. There's no block. There's just kind of going to happen. And that feels 100% like this. Oh, wait a second. Yo, there's there's an axle and there's also a slash. Do you think so this, is thinking, like a, this is like uh, Guns N' Roses? I think so. And Poison's a band name as well. Yeah. Is White Snake in here somewhere? Probably. And welcome back to the Retrograde. Hey. I'm just the mayor. That that being canonically the mayor. I love it. Is so well, I also think it's every American politician's ideal thing is like, you know, one day I'm just gonna rip my shirt off and beat crime <laughs> up. And you're like, oh wow. Honestly, <laughs> the the fact that he is mayor, and I mean this literally, is my favorite thing about this game. <laughs> well, it's a short list of things to choose from. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> here's my pros: the fact that Hagar's mayor. Going, moving on. I uh, yeah, like <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine 
Yeah, there's not not a lot. I almost kind of want to apologize to Streets of Rage. Uh, uh, you know what? It's but here's the thing: is between this and Streets of Rage, it is not setting the bar very high. Um, no. There are better modern games that do beat them up, and I'm sure. Like that's the thing is, I don't really play a ton of them, so I don't know for sure. But like, especially Final Fight one attack button one jump button if you mix them together you get a special move but it reduces your health every time you use it like man i don't know i'm not i'm not uh like streets of rage i at least felt like if we continued playing it i would get you know i wouldn't get bored so quickly yeah. but it's not that i i I don't know. There were points where I wasn't having fun because at a certain point, it just feels like there's not much you can do in this game uh, to sway uh, the 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 momentum in your favor. It's just kind of like whatever happens, happens. Fuck it. Like, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I, 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 I you know, last week I complained about the lack of controls and I was like, well, I just there's only so many controls. Well, last week felt like a cornucopia of controls yeah. compared to this week. Like, I understand this was an arcade style. And even to the point that when you are about to play this game, it zooms into an arcade console, which yeah. we've done in the past. Um, and you have two buttons and a joystick in an old arcade. So I understand you have two buttons, but man, it's just, it's just not intuitive at all. Um, it, it's, it's really tough. We're really stacking the deck against them, but it's just not, it's not a ton of fun to play. Well, here's the thing is, is Streets of Rage has a light attack, a heavy attack and a special move button. Like those are three unique buttons that you can do. And then you have the ability to mix them by pressing both of them at the same time. When you jump, you can land on people. Um, This felt more stiff and only had one attack button. So it's literally three times less or, or Streets of Rage has three times more button inputs and then all the different combinations between those things. Um, and even that was 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 lacking in terms of your ability to control and 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 invoke some variety into the gameplay. This was just punch, 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 jump, punch, punch, punch. The only time you really felt satisfaction or I did is when you saw like three enemies lined up together and you could do like a big jump drop kick or something on all of them. Like that was kind of fun. But apart yeah. from that, man, I don't know what we were. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah, I'm, mm, uh, There's uh. not a lot there. Unfortunately, like there is that kind of like very reassuring animation style that is kind of like, Oh, I like this, you know, sure. kind of style of like everything is just polished and like, here come more guys. Oh, I get yeah. more guys. Here's a barrel. Oh, I get more stuff. Yeah. You know, there is that kind of like set up expectation success rate that I like, but uh, post that there's just not much to this game, the gameplay portion at least. Yeah, it seems like what they did uh, in moving from Street Fighter to Final Fight Capcom was essentially just dilute the game. Um, cause street fighter was a much more complex game in terms of the controls that you had and the different move sets, but this in, in opening up the world, just oversimplified the combat in a way that was a little bit obnoxious. Granted, it allowed you to be able to see more things and more, uh, variety of, of setting. And like, you know, we, we start on the streets and then we go down to the subway and then between yeah. the subway and the next place, we stop off at a gas station to beat the shit out of someone's car so much so that he ends up crying like what yeah. more so the more we play these beat em up games the more i think like i don't know if we're the good guys i don't know if we're, <laughs> yeah. we're literally beating up everyone we see i think we're just terrorizing the city yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly like, like yeah, do we like, know for sure that these guys stole 
or kidnapped Hagar's daughter? Or is he just telling that to Cody to get some bloodlust out and relive his glory days as a professional wrestler? Well, I think it's that Hagar's as a father was an asshole and the boyfriend was an asshole. And she's running away from those two. And Ooh. she's like, please save me. And then they come in like, yeah, we need her back. And you're like, I don't know, man. Like she says, she's and they're protecting her. That's yeah. so the game braid, uh, which came out, I think in 2006 or seven or something like that, maybe 2006, yeah. um, is a side scroller. And it's kind of that Mario thing where you're chasing the princess and she's always in another castle and she's this and that. And you find out at the end of the game, you're actually chasing her and she's running away from you. And it's this really interesting thing of like, oh, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe we're not the good guys we think we are. No, I, I complete. Yeah. There's a little bit of that because like people often like you're side scrolling and people are just standing against uh, like a brick wall. Like, Oh, what's up? Okay. I guess it's time to fight. And it's yeah. not like they're protecting anything. It's more like, Oh, these guys are being dickheads. Maybe we need to punch them in the head. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just like the mayor. That's how he keeps getting reelected. He just terrorizes the citizens of the city he lives in. And they're like, I guess we have to reelect him. Otherwise he's just going to keep reign of terror. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's this is this is his campaign trail that he's doing right now. He's yeah. just cracking skulls so he knows he gets reelected. Oh, I don't know, man. This was this is so shallow of a game. It's really yeah. hard to compare it to anything that's going on today. Like it's even true. to last week. Yeah, and I know that it was different back then. So I don't regret having given it a higher score like from the from the the, the retro score, oh, no. but I don't know, man. Like nowadays, first of all, flat out, you can just say you should play Streets of Rage 4 instead of this game. There's a better version of this game that exists out there. But then yeah. you extrapolate and you think about other side-scrolling games that you could play that are better than this game. And when you think about a genre that aged poorly, it's beat-em-ups. Like these do yeah. not look good 25 years later, 30 years later. Like it's just not quite there. Yeah, I, I, it's it's really not. It's amazing how much this has been left in the past. And 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 to be honest, after playing this, it should be left in the past. Um, so so here's a question that I have for you though. Streets of Rage came back and released a new game and didn't improve any of the controls. At least yeah. with Final Fight, we can't fault it for the fact that it it aged poorly in the sense that it's it's not trying to or it hadn't tried to reinvent itself in any way this just is the game that it always was streets of rage came along and actually reinvented it sold us a new game and still kept the controls very lackluster and i'm wondering a remaster which is supposed to be the original game versus a brand new entry into the series which one do you damn more the one that is objectively a better game but still doesn't do enough to differentiate itself from its predecessor or the game that's remastered and just is exactly what it was as it stood and and isn't as good therefore i think ultimately it has to be what is the better game you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. what's more fun to play right now? And, yeah. and because you know they had the opportunity to do both when conceiving of remastering or not remastering a game, is that like, well, this still isn't very good. You know, I mean, yeah. we have to remaster it. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, yeah. Whether they make that a good game after that or not is up to them. But it's kind of like after playing this game, it's like it's hard to say like, oh, people are going to be really killing to play this game. You know, yeah. like other than nostalgia, it's really hard to get your head around why you think you'd play this game. 
That's true. Yeah. I, I can't imagine picking that one up again. Like if you and I, you know, once all this, this uh, quarantine stuff is over, are sitting on a couch next to one another, exploring each other's bodies, and oh, we boy. decide oh, to boy. play a beat up game, 10 times out of 10, it's going to be Streets of Rage. Um, I'm just curious about what your what we should be harsher on, regardless of the actual score review. Uh, but that's a that's a conversation, I think, for a different day. Yeah, and we're about to find out because we're going about to find out what our opinions on this are pretty quickly yeah. here. So, do you want to go first? Do you want to rate this game in the modern yeah. day? So, in the in the retrogrades, uh, I give it a three, and Mikey gave it a three and a half or a six and a half out of eight. And here we go with the current scores. I, this is okay. So, this is a legend of a game. This is a classic game. People really love this game. And if I could, if I'm telling you all those things, and you go, "Great, I can't wait to play that game." then you will most likely be satisfied with the idea that this game is exactly the same as you remember. Unfortunately, it is you who has changed. You have passed this game by, by playing other video games and the world around it has passed it as well. And so you'll go, oh, this game is not like I thought. It's not. The game is the exact same. You have changed. So this this game seems like a relic. It is a dinosaur. um, And unfortunately, just provides no change or variety to really achieve anything it's just not fun and 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 there are so many other games there are mobile games that are better and free for you to go play right now so i just i i can't imagine this is just not this is not worth going back to (sighs) i'm gonna give this a one out of four i i just i i it just it sucks and whatever and i wanted to give it one and a half but no like this is just not a good game and there's so many other games you played that you should go back and play so unfortunately one out of four for me yeah, sometimes it's hard because you feel like you're letting yourself down, like your past self down when you give a game that you used to love a, a bad score. But but that is where I stand as well with a game like this. It's ultimately, and I know I say that word a lot, but when you look at what this game is and what you're trying to get out of it, which is some sort of satisfaction in a beat-em-up landscape, uh, it's not there. You're just not going to enjoy it in the same way you did as a kid because there are much better ways to enjoy the replication of walking down the street and beating up a youth motorcycle gang. Uh, and and this isn't the way you're going to get that satisfaction. So as we said, if you're looking for a beat up game, Streets of Rage 4 is a much better way to go. But if you're looking for uh, a bit more advancement in gameplay, you're going to look for an entirely different genre in the first place. I'm, I'm a little bit more upset with Streets of Rage 4 for not taking oh. the resources it had and making a better game. But all you know, at the, at the end of the day, I still think that Streets of Rage Four is a is a better game to play compared to Final Fight in the modern day, and that's what we're here to judge. And because of that, I gave Streets of Rage Four a two and a half out of four. I'm going to give this one a one and a half out of four. It's a little yeah. bit higher than yours, um, but I wasn't actively angry at it. I did have those small moments of satisfaction, and it definitely isn't unplayable, especially when you have unlimited continues. Like it's, it's just kind of a, a mindless romp through Metro City. Yeah, no, I totally get that. So with my retro score of three and a one for a four out of eight, and Mikey scores a three and a half and one and a half for a five out of eight, this gets to a nine out of mm. <laughs> sixteen. Oh boy! Not helped, not helped by the modern score at no. all. Um, but look, they haven't reinvented the franchise in a long time, and it's just kind of stuck in history where it was and always 
will be, I guess, unless they decide to to revitalize this yeah. uh, final fight, man. I, I think we've had our final fight with you. Hey. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Um, yeah, these side-scrolling ones, we've done the last couple of weeks of these, and I find it really interesting that, you know, we kind of talked about it in the Streets of Rage episode, but, like, why we've not gone back to this genre. And I think we're starting to realize a little bit of why, and just because they don't age particularly well. You know, adding three dimensions to things, adding options and choice and, you know, multitude of controls, you know, really does improve gameplay for the most part because it gives you more impact into how you play. This just seems so, like, inevitable, like you were saying. Like, it's just, this this game is just so, like, I punch twice, I get one hit. I punch twice, yeah, I yeah, get yeah, one yeah. hit. And you're like, well, I, I, instead of being part of a system, I'd rather be impactful into this. And you just don't feel that way. So unfortunately, I just, I don't recommend this game. Don't go back and play this game. Like, even if yeah, you like I don't think game, you need to, I think you're memory. actually, you're better off not going back to replay it so that you don't ruin the memory of this game. Absolutely. Just the simple fact that there's only one attack button uh was i was like in my mind i was like that's impossible i remember this game being so much more complex yeah guess what you remember it being more complex because you were a dumb little baby boy just like us when we played these games we got duped we got tricked our nostalgia played a role and now we just say fuck it we're not we're not touching this anymore absolutely i i i can't yeah i i'm totally with you this game kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth to be honest i i'm i'm okay trying new stuff next week and like seeing what else is out there because these unfortunately just did not did not stick the landing, you know. No. Yeah. And hey, speaking of speaking of uh, next week and weeks to come, guys, if you have any recommendations of games we can play, in particular games that are on uh, either Xbox Game Pass or PlayStation Now, maybe Steam, like some cheap games, that's what we're kind of looking for right now. We want to explore what you might do if you're uh, if you're not quite looking to spend so much money right now, but you want to play some games with friends, get a little bit of social uh, elements into your life. So we've been trying games like this. Final Fight is available on PlayStation Now. Streets of Rage 4 from last week was available on Xbox Game Pass. Um, let us know. Let us know what you want to see us do. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll take it into consideration. Maybe we'll give you a shout out. Who knows? You'll become famous, baby boy, just like oh, us. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be amazing? But most of all, we <laughs> hope you're doing great. We hope you're staying safe and sane. And we can't wait to talk to you soon. We love you, D-Pass. Game over. Feel free to review the podcast. <laughs> Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at the Retrograde Podcast. Or Twitter at RetrogradePod. And you can always send us an email at the retrogradepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. D-Pat. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Am I have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D-Pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. Hey, baby. <laughs>